Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad. I am your host, Callahan Steed. Gonna give you guys two episodes this week because I uh, messed up last week and kind of got the interviews messed around or whatever, but... So a bonus episode almost this week is how you can look at it, but nah, welcome into What Makes Me Mad. I am joined by one of my favorite broadcast partners in the world, host of First Round KO. We just started recording a new episode for a Super Bowl preview. Definitely go check it out. Go check out all the other First Round KOs. Also has three count review, which is Kinda active. I don't know how to describe it's a that. Little right but it, you stop you still got sponsorships on it, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, so go listen to that <laughs> so you can get the views on We're the all about the ad revenue. On, exactly. On you know, it's kinda <laughs> funny. Um I uh, always used to get pissed at websites that would have like nine thousand ads on them, but, but now I'm like, you wanna know what? No, I'm like, get that money. Get that <laughs> get that money twelve up. I don't care if it slows down my computer at all. Get, litter me with nine hundred ads that I can just <laughs> click on but now i'm uh, i'm joined by my broadcast partner kyle olson ko how are we doing today i am okay <laughs> i am right we just got kind of got to talking before we recorded about what happened this past weekend and i'm still pretty distraught about that uh the the whole situation with kobe um so yeah, I'm, I'm working through that, but the Super Bowl's coming up. We have the Royal Rumble on on uh, the Sunday, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that a, uh, a couple times. Sorry if you're not a big wrestling fan, but um, yeah, I, I, overall, normally this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Um, it sucks that there's a damper on it this time, that, uh, this year, but you know, with the Rumble, Pro Bowl, and the Super Bowl, this is one of my favorite weeks. For sure. Yeah, no, this is definitely an exciting sports week, to Mm -hmm. say the least. I always love it when uh, all, like, different sports intertwine at once, like the sports equinox or whatever that happens during the fall or whatever. I had to work during that. Uh, I had to work at three to close, and I was like, That sucks. But, no, I always... It's going to be so nice if I ever get, like, a Monday through Friday job and just a sports equinox is going to happen. I can just sit at home and watch TV all day. I'm sure my dad would love that, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, But, nah, I am, like you said, I am also doing okay. Uh, We got a little depressed (laughs) with the Kobe uh, stories, but uh, I was able to look at some other past previous things that made me mad and now i'm back in the mood of back in the mood of of ready to just rant about things that make me mad they may uh piss me off they may uh grind my gears they may even tickle my trousers in a way but (laughs) they definitely make me mad so okay oh you ready to get into it absolutely all right so like you said uh royal rumble happened on sunday for for those of you that are not wrestling fans honestly probably a smart move the amount of times that has made me frustrated (laughs) uh royal rumble happened on sunday and it's a match and I'm going to basically do my best Stone Cold impersonation because he did a great promo on it one time. Basically, it's a match where you take a bitch and you toss him over the top rope. So it's pretty simple. You start off with two competitors in the ring. Uh, every 90 seconds, sometimes they fulfill it. We put seconds. air quotes around it because sometimes it's like two minutes will pass and then they'll send someone it's down. whenever they want to start the countdown. Yeah, pretty much. So then you count down from 10. You don't know who the entrance is going to be. Sometimes they are surprise entrance which i'll get into in a second um and then you go down the ring um and there's no pinfalls there's no submissions you just have to take someone toss them over the top rope both feet have to hit the floor not one foot 
two feet have to hit the floor. I don't know why no one just jumps out and lands on one foot. Yeah, like the, they, they did the whole spot with Naomi where, like, she walked down the uh, thing or whatever. And, I mean, that was cool and all, but it was, like, literally just hop back on one foot and you would have been fine. Yep. Uh, but I'm glad they don't do that, though, because of how stupid that actually would be. <laughs> so I am kind of glad that they never do that. It is just kind of one of those things that you think about. So basically it's just... Uh, if you're someone that goes into the ring, uh, don't get thrown out. You want to last as long as possible. They'll go through 30 superstars, and then, uh, uh, and then yeah, whoever's last one's remaining in the ring uh, gets a championship spot at WrestleMania. But one of the things that made me mad during that Royal Rumble was uh, the camera work during oh. it. And I am going to unload on WWE producer Kevin Dunn because he is an idiot when it comes to this stuff. Um, So basically, this is what happens. Uh, As I said, sometimes returns happen. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, right? Hall of Famer Edge returns, and that was uh, a wrestler from me and KO's childhood. Or or maybe it's... uh, KO in my childhood. There it's we go. Actually, fun fact is actually I never actually watched Edge wrestle. Oh yeah, that's I, right. You start got into it after like WrestleMania. I started 20s. watching in 2012, I believe, or maybe 20. No, I think it was 2012, and he retired in 2011. Literally, one of the first fondest memories I actually do have of wrestling is uh, rated RKO. And I don't know why I was just a really big Edge fan back then. I thought and I thought he looked handsome back and it's, then. And it's it's super weird because I'm, I'm a I'm a huge. He's handsome now. He's really rugged yeah. now. The, he. Uh, he is one of my favorite wrestlers, and it's super weird because I never saw him live, but thanks to the WWE Network, I got to go back and watch all of his great, well, most of his great stuff. There's some things that I haven't seen yet, but, like, for a guy who's never seen him ever, I mean, if, you know, he's been on TV a few times. He had the spirit at SummerSlam, but to see him actually make his entrance and actually wrestle was honestly one of the best moments of, of my wrestling fan life. So, great wrestler. Uh, held a couple of WWE championships, uh, tag team, uh, three or four times specialist. Yeah, just all around great wrestler. Uh, great entrance theme, <sighs> might I add, on the Sunday. Genuinely, uh, I before, think the best. Before the Rumble, I was uh, opening at Culver's, and uh, you get to listen to music while you open. <laughs> so, and I listened uh, a couple times to Edge's theme, and then I even went back to 2010 uh, and watched Edge return and the pop that he got when he comes out and Matt Stryker's like, call your friends, tell them Edge is in the room. Could you imagine calling your friends that don't watch wrestling at all? <laughs> Edge just is like, back. Hey, Edge is back. Who? Edge is back. Turn on the network. I It's, and a little more pretense too. So like, I, I mentioned he retired. He retired in 2011 because of a neck surgery, like a, a neck fusion surgery or something like that. If he took another bump, essentially, he could. There's a strong chance he gets paralyzed. Yes. So wrestling, we know, is scripted. Yes. However, there is some stuff that you can't fake. For example, it's, uh, when it's you scripted, land, it's not fake. When you land on the ground of a mat, <laughs> it's going to react how your body is going to react a certain way. Or on your head. Yeah. Or on your head. Or yeah. So like the match of this, uh, the outcome is scripted and predicted. But like. Injuries obviously happen, and one of the things you see with wrestlers is sometimes they run the risk of being paralyzed because you have a sport that where you do a lot of flips, a lot of slams on the vertebrae and on the spine and everything like that. So Edge's career kind of got cut short. Mm-hmm. In 2011, I'd say, or it was like 2009, they thought it was going to be like he was going to be over and done with, but then he came back at the Rumble, huge ovation. 
Um, and then he had like one more run with the world heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. And then he had to relinquish it because he went back to the doctors. And then they said like basically it was like if you take one more bump that doesn't go the right way, I uh, basically like you run the risk of being paralyzed. I don't know if it was, like, from neck down, waist down, or what the deal was, but obviously wrestlers before have been paralyzed. Wrestlers before have died because of injury. Uh, wrestlers before have had their careers cut short. For example, Tyson Kidd is a wrestler who mm. uh, had, like, an 80% chance to actually die because he, sl- like, Samoa Joe was his opponent, buster, yeah. was going to give him a move called the Muscle Buster. I don't know if Joe had slipped or something, but it was slightly off on the landing, and Kidd... Has never wrestled since then. And I don't think Joe has used the move since either. Yeah, so uh, basically that's why they say don't try it at home because it's very, very dangerous. So I don't want to see anyone trying to jump off a ladder diving through someone through a table. Unless you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills, then that's <laughs> perfectly fine. Um, but anyway, so Edge, basically, long story short, rumored that Edge was going to come back for the Rumble because, you know, Rumble's for surprises. Sure as shit, Edge comes out. Crowd is erupting like crazy because, I mean, Edge is back. That means he gets to wrestle. He's safe enough to wrestle. And so WWE, it, very hard. I mean, I understand it's hard at a live-action event to, like, get the right camera angles and everything like that so i'm not putting it on any of the cameramen but i'm putting it on the producer because he's done this before and i'll get into it in a second but basically first so you have edge come out you get some shots of the crowd which i understand because the crowd's just erupting and going crazy and you always want to be like hey look how good our product is look how well our fans are reacting and then you got to get back to edge like who's doing his old entrance or whatever and so, like, there's, like, 900 different camera angles going on at once. Like, literally, it's basically, like, Dunn is back in, like, the technical areas. Like, go to camera four, go to camera seven, go to camera two, one, one, four. And it's just boom, 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 boom. And so, um, anyway, so, like, Edge is going into the ring. And so I understand, like, it's live action. But you also know what spots are going to be coming. It's not like a live action sporting event where you don't know, like, if a goal is going to happen or something crazy is going to happen. Like, the WWE producers know, okay, Edge is going to come out. Edge is going to go into the ring, and he's going to hit some spears. The spear is his go-to wrestling move, and it's a quick, basically, it's like tackling someone, but supposed to have like a lot more of an effect anyway edge literally when edge is getting into the ring and starting to run at someone another wrestler yes he's running at Dolph Ziggler who also this is going to frustrate me even more because Dolph Ziggler uh isn't does an amazing job at selling moves and basically selling moves for anyone that doesn't watch wrestling is when you have a move happen to you and you have to act like you know it's a real life fight sell that it's real yeah and you have to act like you're in pain or it was a such a huge move so ziggler does a great job at just selling this stuff so you see edge on the camera like on on the tv starting to run towards ziggler what do they do 
they cut away to a shot of the crowd, and then they quickly cut back after Edge has already delivered the first spear. And then smartly, because, you know, they finally realize, oh, maybe we shouldn't be dumbasses and we should just keep the attention on Edge for a second. He hits a couple more spears, but it's like, how in God's green earth do you not realize that Edge is going to go in, hmm, maybe I should just keep it focused on the ring so that way he hits a spear, and then if you want to get a shot of the crowd, go for it, because the crowd's going to obviously erupt when they see the spear, but no. Uh, so Kevin Dunn got raked through the coals on that one on Twitter, uh, and WWE had to release an alternate angle of uh, the spear, a different camera work. But then it's like you got to see the other spears or whatever, so it was really fun seeing Edge back. But it was just like, how are you? Got, how is WWE so bad at camera shots? And again, another point uh, I have to make about this. AJ Styles uh, debuts in WWE <laughs> in 2015 uh, or 2016. So it's just Roman Reigns is the wrestler in the ring right now at the Rumble. They have it on him or whatever, which is fine. And then you hear the buzzer go off, so it's like, three, two, one, next entrant. And then uh, you start hearing music, and no one really knows what's going on. But they because just... it's new music. Yeah, it's, it's new music. Yeah, it's a guy debut. They don't know what's going on. So they zoom in on Roman Reigns' face instead of going to the entrance or on, like, the Titantron yeah, that says, I am phenomenal exactly, on the That's the thing, because they made that Titantron so perfectly for the debut where it's, I am phenomenal and that phenomenal is the giveaway because that's AJ Styles he's the phenomenal one AJ Styles that was the big giveaway but during that whole thing it's just a camera shot of Roman Reigns' face and him reacting to it of Roman Reigns just so the cr- the live he's, crowd he's squinting so yeah the, the live, live crowd is reacting to the phenomenal part and, and they, they are realize hopping and no one at home knows because AJ Styles hasn't walked out yet so why should we look over there it's so oh. and so yeah it's just Roman's confused face basically it's like when I walk to my car and uh, and uh or it's basically like when I um how how would I describe Roman's face it's like uh. When uh oh, when you see uh when you ask someone a question on Snapchat and they leave you on red, and, and you're just like you just have to kind of squint and you're like what? When you're sitting in the back of a classroom and you can't read the board. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. And then you would think, all right, maybe it's just they have bad times with the rumble because again they have a really bad moment with camera work because we go back to when we were watching Elimination Chamber, uh, down to two men, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan, and they're going through a bunch of moves, and I don't know why Kevin Dunn has to get like a ca- every use every single camera shot alive. He, there's like a. There's like a cover, so like they're trying to like pin the opponent <laughs> down, and like Just someone kicks out or whatever, and they go to yeah, and then they go to a shot of like the live crowd reacting, but then there's like another yeah, so they kick out, and then it's like they do like a reverse or whatever, and it's like a cover, and they cut away to the crowd, and then we're all sitting at a. Uh, KO's house at the time and we're just like what are they doing what's going on in the ring luckily nothing bad happened but could you have imagined if like a cover actually would have happened there like or a roll up or something and it's just we missed that because they're trying to get a camera shot of the crowd it's, it's just so infuriating because there's so many levels to this like you mentioned they know when these spots are going to happen exactly it's literally scripted 
Like, yes, we're wrestling fans and we know it's scripted. So, like, the Edge thing. Let's just focus on that. You know that he's going to run in and hit a spear. Not only because it's scripted, but because it's the Royal Rumble and you go in and you hit your finisher. And if any WWE fan knows, that's what he's probably going to do. Not only that, but as soon as he gets into the ring and the camera is still on him, him and Dolph Ziggler start running at each other. Why would you ever... I don't care if it's... I don't care if it's Santino Morella and T- Drake Maverick. If two people are running at each other, <laughs> you don't cut away from the By cat. the way, rest in peace to anyone that's wearing headphones right now listening. Because we are I'm really go- sorry. The levels are just popping yeah. right now. But my whole thing is I just want, if people are listening in a car, I want them to hear me. Because yes. that's my biggest gripes with podcasts, when people talk really quietly sometimes. Because I don't have, like, a speaker and aux to hold it up to. Um, but anyway, go keep yeah. being mad. And- so, my last point, like, WWE try to present themselves as much as a real sport as they can because they do want that feel so that it can have a little more uh, cross appeal. How many basketball games, how many NBA games, how many NFL games, how many Brewers games, how many Cubs games, how many of any Olympic games that you've watched during the action... Do you see the cr- them cut away from the action, the live action, while something and that, like timeouts and like during a dead ball, they cut to the crowd and they get the dancing and they you know they get the before they go to commercial they get the fans during the action. How many times do people cut away to the crowd to get react? And see what's crazy is so. You have the live sporting events that, like, you'll see what's going on on the field, but then you could also kind of see what the crowd's doing, too. WWE is lucky enough to where the uh, spectators are really, really close to the action. Yeah, and so, like, I understand, like, if you want to get, like, a whole shot of, like, a deck reacting or whatever, but it's like, what's nice about WWE, you can pick spots, too, because there were moments where, after Edge returned, where, like, he got up or whatever and then, like, did a whole run of spears or whatever. Yeah, maybe then you cut to the crowd or something. But it's like, how His do you first know? in ring in in action spear in what ten years, eleven years, and they miss it. It's just so it's so frustrating that they try to get these crowd shots because they're not necessary. They hit maybe once out of every twenty times that they cut to the crowd, they'll find a decent one. Yeah, and so every once in a while, once in a hundred, once in two hundred camera shots, they'll get that perfect one. They'll get yeah. the Brock Lesnar beating the street guy. Yeah, they'll get the angry Miz girl. Yeah, like, they'll I was get just those kind of, of or the not impressed the Brock Lesnar guy who somehow became famous because of that. There's so many. There's so few times that it actually works. But they do it so often, and it's so infuriating. And, yes, we keep saying Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn is the producer. It might not necessarily be him, True. but he's the only name we know. So we're going to keep looking True. him. <laughs> well, and then also, too, like even uh, in like their de- developmental brain, which has taken off, one of the big, I remember, big storylines or whatever. And I actually, uh, like, backstage reports, was so tr- Triple H is in charge of developmental or whatever, and they had a spot where they had this tag team, which is two wrestlers, uh, and they had one of the things where one of the wrestlers turned on the other one. So basically what it is is, like, when a wrestler becomes a villain, he'll attack his tag team or whatever. Basically, it's most of the time due to frustration or whatever. And so they have a spot where it's DIY, um, and so one of the guys, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, grabs his uh, 
tag team partner Johnny Gargano, and he throws him into uh, the Titantron or did something like that. Did they mess like up that. that shot? Yeah, they did or something because like they cut, they instantly cut to like you know it's Champa like turning on him, and they cut to a spot of like a fan or whatever who's laughing at it, and it's like <laughs> Triple H was reportedly pissed backstage about it because it's like that just kind of takes away the whole thing and it's like how hard is it to just like and you there's clearly if you guys have never been and i'm just thinking back to the days of video production or whatever of like when you have like these monitors when you're in charge of like a control room or whatever you can see like there's previews the mon- yeah there's like previews of like oh hey let's get to this fan or whatever that's clearly uh, upset over the Undertaker losing streak, and then that works out really good. Or like they could see what's going on, and so like they understand like okay, what shot should we use here? And it's like, how do you constantly mess up so much? Because I understand you want to get the action shot, but like, oh, it just infuriates me how like they use so many different camera angles, and it's like, just get the crowd shot when everything's over with. Like, it, how hard is it? It actually made me think of something else too. <clears throat> When they ha- when they're trying to tell a, like a family story or something, yeah. and they have their family ringside, and they cut. Ca- Perfect example is Mrs. Dad last yeah. year for Mania. And they kept cutting to Mrs. Dad at ringside, and these people who their their sons or daughters have chosen this profession, these parents are not actors, right? And they don't want to be actors, and they don't try to be actors. So when you keep cutting to Ms. getting beaten up by Shane McMahon. You, and you keep cutting to his dad, who has this blank ass face because he knows that this is fake and that he's or that it's scripted, and he's his son isn't actually in trouble. You keep cutting to his face, and he's no emotion while his son is getting in kayfabe, getting beaten to an inch of his life. It sucks everything out of the story, and I hate when they do that. Sometimes it works, like the kids, like Kofi's kids were really good in some storylines. Lacey Evans on Sunday, her daughter was really yeah. good in that kind of stuff. But Giving like, Bailey the thumbs down. Like these old parents who don't care, I get there's. I feel like you could do like pre-recorded stuff if you want to do that, but don't do anything live with these people. It just doesn't work. And Mrs. Dad actually got injured because of this. He that the Royal or the WrestleMania match. He was never supposed to get into the ring with Shane. For I think Shane actually like while Shane was telling him to come into the ring, I think that was Shane like that was Trying Shane trash imp- talk improvising. Right. Yeah, and like I guess he actually got in the ring and they actually got physical. That wasn't actually supposed to. So like that, that's the thing. And I think he like cracked a rib or something like that or something. It's I just hate it. I and and then that's the thing. They cut so often to the family member then because they're always at just the the camera cuts should not happen that often during action especially during big moments it's in, it's inexcusable and they know it's coming too they know the big moment is coming and, and they so, somehow still fuck so it up. many people within the actual company are furious like Xavier Woods on the watch along was just pissed that they cut away from that spear Dolph Ziggler was pissed because it was probably a great sell like I that's, seen the like ultimate. that's Ziggler's whole thing basically why he's still at WWE so he, can he, he can sell the shit out of some moves and 
at, like everyone's just pissed at. I don't know if it's at done because we'll again, just blame I don't. Dunn. We'll just blame Dunn. just at the TV production. It's just terrible that they cut away from that kind of stuff. Or whoever's in charge was an executive producer was in charge of the control room. It's I bad. feel really bad for anyone that's not a WWE fan right now because we have spent twenty minutes just talking yeah. about wrestling. We can move on, but it's understand. Basically, it makes us mad when there's really bad cutaways or really bad. Uh, like produced moments for television. Before we move on from wrestling, one more quick Keep thing that does it. make me mad in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> when you have okay, the Royal Rumble is supposed to build new stars, right? Much like and they did with Drew McIntyre. They did yes. a great job. Much like Money in the Bank, much like all of this other stuff, you're supposed to build a new star with it because these established stars do not need this win to get into a championship. And match. also too, when you establish new stars, that means you could sell more of their T-shirts, and it's just exactly. better for your company. What What makes me What makes me so mad is. Let's take Roman Reigns, for example. He doesn't need to win a Royal Rumble ever again. He can walk up to anyone and say, I want a championship match with you, and he'll get it. Same thing with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte does not need a Royal Rumble win to face someone. It is very easy for her to walk up to, in, and I'm, I'm speaking right now in storyline almost, in, in kayfabe, if you will. It's very easy for her to walk up to any champion and say, I want a championship match with you at WrestleMania. Let me earn it or just get, you know, I, I, I want that championship match. And they'll give it to her. When you have someone like Shayna Baszler, who apparently, sorry if this, I don't, if you're wrestling, I mean, it's kind of a spoiler. It's kind of not. The plan is still for Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. It feels like it's so much easier to put Charlotte in any title match without the Rumble win than it would be for for them now to put Shayna in a match with Becky Lynch when Shayna's not even on the main roster. So now you have, inst- instead of having Shayna win the Rumble and then challenging Becky, creating that new star in the main roster in Shayna Baszler, you just give it to Charlotte, no one likes it, and what makes me, I think, the most mad about the situation is the reason why she won out of kayfabe. The, the reason they, they scripted her to win is because Charlotte Flair has never won the Royal Rumble before. That is the only reason that they made, that they let her win. And they have done three this women's. This is the third one. Three women's Royal and Rumbles. Shoot, she didn't win the first two. I, it's so infuriating. I'm trying to think. So, uh, Asuka won the first yep. one, Becky won yep. the second one, and then Charlotte won the third one. So, three big names. But Those are, pro- pro- I, I think, the three best main roster women's wrestlers right now. I would put Shayna and Ripley up with them uh, as well. And Yoshirai. But that's enough wrestling. <laughs> All right. And you know what? I feel really bad for anyone that's, like, either not a wrestling fan or a journalism major. Because you want to know what else makes me mad? What makes you mad? The AP-style textbook for journalism students. Because you want to know what makes me mad about it. So when you open it up, so we're so me and KO are both in a capstone class, and we're having to take a grammar uh, exam. And one of the things that just makes me mad about journalism is all these different rules that they have. Uh, so, you know, you grow up learning all these rules for grammar. And then journalism is basically just like, yeah, you see all those rules. Yeah, just toss them off to the side. Here's some new ones for you guys to learn. Um, and so you have to... Um, and then also, too, even in, like, my electronic media copyright class, uh, some of the things are different. It's just like, God, can we just pick a fucking lane? Uh t- to write but anyway uh we're taking a 
grammar exam pretty much on like how to write things for journalism or whatever and because uh, it's like a certain way you have certain rules to write stuff with and so we're allowed to use our AP style textbooks or whatever and so whenever you would go to look up something I thought you'd go to look something up and then it would just say like so like say like state abbreviation or like how to handle or like months or something it would take you to a different section like give you a small little definition but check dates on chapter 5 and then you'd like go to that and then it would take you to a different thing and it's just like damn it can you just tell me what what the rule is or whatever so I could just hurry up and circle the answer and move on to the next thing but it, it was just taking me on I felt like a goose hunt where I just constantly like was looking or whatever and then also too my textbook was kind of falling apart during it too because <laughs> it's like a spiral or whatever and uh, I don't know they did it like a whoever the manufacturer was did a terrible job at a uh, like tying up a record it like was starting to kind of like lose some of the spirals or whatever so like really i spinning out of yeah that. so like uh today i had to like spin it back in or whatever but the ap style textbook was making me mad because that thing's about 500 pages long yes filled with information and then it's like there's like 900 different ways and then it's like i feel like just super confusing too because it's like for this use this but for this use that use this and it's like fuck i'm not gonna lie to you i kind of had fun during that and I can't believe I'm saying that about a quiz in school. For some reason, I just had fun with that. I really like AP style, and I'm really glad I got into journalism because I actually enjoy it, and I actually understand it very well. So, I'm, yeah. You had fun. Day. Nerd! I, know. I can't believe I'm saying that because, God, I hate school. But I actually enjoyed that quiz. I, I love journalism. Dude, I wonder what I got on the exam. But it's gonna be. A I'm actually curious yeah. because I felt pretty good about it. I felt confident too. But there's some where I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna rewrite the sentence." Pretty much because there was one where it was like the political one or whatever, where it was like, uh, then there's like five different ways you could rewrite it, and I was just like, "Well, I'm just gonna kind of just rewrite it my own way." Yeah. But nah, the AP style textbook was making me mad. You want to know another thing that was making me mad, K.O.? What's that? When you lose stuff. <laughs> like what? I lost, uh, at one point, two water bottles this week. I found one of them. Because you want to know where uh, one of them was at? I don't know who put it there, because I know damn well I didn't put it there. But I put one of my water bottles in the fridge. At, or maybe it was me. I don't know. Uh, put it... Uh, uh, somehow it got moved to like the side part of the fridge where we have like our condiments for like sandwiches so yep. it was right by the mayonnaise pretty much and i was like why would i look there for my water bottle <laughs> why would i look in the mayonnaise ketchup section? barbecue stuff so- ah there's my water bottle <laughs> exactly and i was like normally i just put it like up top right away like by my lunch so it's good to go ready to go but yeah I have a purple Warhawk one that I had since my freshman year of college, and I was always using that. And I've lost that before, so I'm hoping it turns up. But, yeah, I've not been able to find that one. And then uh, the green one that I got, um, I couldn't find for, like, two days or whatever. But And then also, too, during all that, uh, I'm going to assume that it got stolen, but I had also lost some money as well, too. Ooh. I went to the gym because, you know, I care deeply about how I my body looks. Bicep Mondays! <laughs> you know, Bicep Mondays. Anyway, uh, sorry, I just heard the s- sirens going off. They m- must be getting a little too heated in here. We're, <laughs> we're starting up a fire, and the fire department's having to come to put it out. But no, uh, went to the Y. Uh, I 
put my wallet, which had some money in it, uh, in my jeans, which I had shorts on underneath. So I put my jeans in like a little locker, but I didn't have it locked because I don't think you're supposed to bring in your own locks for it or whatever. Oh. But then the wise like, oh, we're not responsible for theft or whatever. And I know people have had money stolen from them before. Uh, and so sure enough, I come back grab my wallet i don't think anything of it and then when i went to quick trip i only had five dollars in there i was like shit i thought i had more so i had to pay with my card but i was like fuck where did all like that was like 60 bucks or whatever that i was like where did all that money go and then also too if assuming that person stole the money well the nerve of you one for going through my stuff but two he had me kind of tricked because there's still five dollars still left in there but i don't know if he saw it or not so if you are listening right now and you stole money from my wallet, oh, you're going to get these hands in two seconds there, champ. When I find out, though, but I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, the nerve of you people for stealing my hard-earned money. And by hard-earned money, I mean I want it on a pool. So, But still, that's 60 bucks, And we're college students. That's and, a lot. And speaking of college students, oh I just God. remembered what... Uh, well, the whole reason why I was going to have you on this podcast for, this is going to be a long-ass podcast, I just feel like, because normally they go about 30 minutes, and I was like, oh, I'll probably wrap it up, but then I just remembered, you want to know one of the things that makes me mad, what? KO, about What's being that? in college, is when uh, university can't properly balance a budget. <laughs> so we have made a podcast on this before, uh, Senior Frustration, I believe it's episode... Fuck, I'm going to say six. One, yeah, yeah. Uh, senior frustrations let out, and so me and you bitched about school on it, and we couldn't swear because we were on radio, but now we can swear, yay. Uh, but anyway, uh, one of the things we talked about was, like, oh, waste white water could save money. Well, it has come out uh, over the past week that uh, we are severely in the hole in money. I believe $12 million is what we are owing uh the state because tuition or enrollment is down and that's where most of you get your money from is from tuition and i feel like that's just a whole thing across the board nationwide because kids are kind of realizing you know it's probably not the smartest idea in the world for me to go to a four-year college rack up a shit ton of college debt um that's gonna be really hard to pay off and then you enter uh the job world where they don't pay you a whole lot of money right away but uh so yeah so colleges are like how do we figure out how to get our enrollment back up well i've got some ways on how whitewater can save some money again again and again all whitewater has to do is just listen to this podcast just one time and it will net me one cent in profit but it's free for them to use if they want to use it i have some ideas so for starters some of the things that they should not spend money on a new dorm room that they did not need and so i'm gonna be honest i feel like copper has kind of put the i mean it may not be just all on copper entirely but just uh i feel like a lot of our decisions at the end and then some of the stuff that you really can't control if you're white water just kind of mess with them as well too with the budget but approving a dorm to be built when to was when enrollment was already decreasing and like you didn't really need it granted i understand new facilities you can sell to people like oh look at all this brand new stuff but then you still have people living in the old dorm still so not really needed so they spent money on that 
they are apparently looking to get a new athletic facility. Am I correct on that or no? I think so. I've been trying to look into that because I kind of want to write some or do my capstone project on that, but there isn't. I haven't seen too much new information. Last time I saw it was 2018, but I haven't done too much digging. I think it's still the plan. I understand athletics are a big thing here at Whitewater, but, but, but like in like even if you get like maybe the best Division three athletes, like you still only, it's like not like you're getting more athletes. Like so you're getting the same number of athletes. It would also so it's a. What I, from what I understand from it, it would be a new weight room so that there's the weight room for the athletes and a separate one for the common people, which I actually wouldn't, I don't mind that. Then also an indoor facility, as in, I believe, football. And that would not only allow the football to practice in the warm, whatever, but soccer, probably. Soccer too. and intramural. It Ooh, gives yeah, more true. room for intramural indoor stuff to, you know, flag football indoor. That's the kind of thing they want to try to do with that. That was a lot of stuff that I was reading. So it is it is focused on athletics, but it's also a huge focus on intramurals, too. But also, too, that's good. Damn it, I just it's also it. not quite necessary. And also, too, it's also a shit ton of money probably to yes. cost to put up a new building. Money that we don't have. Did you mention the convention center already? No, I am going to get into <laughs> that, though. So then they're also... So there used to be an old century building it here. Was that century. Un- that that's unfortunately got... Uh, pretty much ran out of town walmart comes in and like they're they're competing and everything and then once walmart got groceries it was game over for that grocery chain but so they're not redoing the building they should just redo the building then that would probably be a lot easier but they're putting it in like the parking lot of that they're making a convention center which i guess i'm not entirely sure on which i love coming on here and spewing off facts that i'm not entirely sure on um but it's like uh a convention center which is gonna we me and you both heard this where it's like they're gonna house people that are coming to whitewater for like employment and then like also to for like teams or whatever that are coming down so basically it's like a hotel but then probably like for a meeting area maybe as well too if it's like bigger areas am i sure on that like maybe it's like you go and meet like other people but then it's like you there's spots on campus where you literally, could literally have a meeting room. yeah and so uh they're gonna spend money on that being built even though you really don't that's not gonna help enrollment housing other no. athletes when literally they could just spend money have them be at the baymont and then also too they're gonna have to pay employees to run that as well too another thing i just realized too didn't even think about that so that's gonna cost money money we don't have because again i would like to reiterate we're 12 million dollars in the hole and jesus really yeah did you not hear me the first time i said <laughs> i think it's 12 million last time i so i heard from one of my professors that it was 10 million i think then i read in the paper that it was 12 million which, Still. I mean, all UW schools are facing this because they froze tuition because I guarantee you all the schools would be like, oh, we'll just raise tuition rates, which would be really stupid. So well, I'm glad that every, they froze tuition. Every place is in decline. Yeah. My, my freshman year was one of the highest that it had been. Like, we, it was on a steady increase, actually. My freshman year, we actually, I think, I want to say we were upwards close to 13 Uh 13,000, but like upper ends of 12,000, but it's declined ever since then, ever since 2015. And now, because we're not bringing in that new tuition and we've built a new convention center and a new dorm room and done so many renovations everywhere, that like 
we're just losing money. One thing that also doesn't help, so Copper had her whole scandal with her husband and everything, and so then when she gets put on leave, uh, I believe her salary was like $270,000 or something like that, so that's Two hundred and seven, which I think is just ridiculous for a chancellor to have. Because honestly, I feel like they don't do a whole lot aside from just making decisions. And so you have to pay Copper like her entire salary, and then you have an interim one come in, and then you have to pay her salary as well too. And then you hire the new one, and then you're still paying like Copper or whatever. Uh, and then she decided to retire. So she never even taught her like new. I read her new psychology, so she was going to teach like courses in psychology or whatever and then they just put her on leave or whatever which i think was probably just a smart move to begin with but her salary was going to be like 50 percent more than like what the department chair at the psychology department was getting which would have kind of pissed me off i was the psychology department person but so you have to spend all that money on that so i understand like it's a crisis facing not just the uw schools because it's like tuitions froze you can't just go reaching in there and just be like, ah, we'll just make it up through that. Tuition's in decline. How do you get students to come to your campus? Or how do we raise money? So I've been doing some thinking, and I know I've kind of said the ideas with you, but I'm ready to get into some ideas that you could possibly make some money in a heartbeat at Whitewater. So one of the things I was thinking of, what you do, you go out and buy an old clunker car, and then you have like a have students pay five dollars or something five or ten dollars and you know being a college student you get stressed out a lot and you want to take your anger out on stuff we actually did this at my high school for a homecoming yeah we're like what oh yeah that actually gives me a great idea spray oshkosh on the side of the yeah. car it's like one side you get oshkosh and then yeah. I, mean, we, I mean in high school we did a dollar for a hit but you could do five or ten dollars and yeah. then or ten dollars for two or you know whatever yeah or like even like four minutes or something just just yeah. to just smash the shit out of this old clunker that probably doesn't work anymore. So it probably costs about say what, maybe I guarantee you could find a really old beat up car for really, really cheap. Really cheap. That like and also too I'm not saying like you and I would feel bad if someone would need the car, but like so find one basically on its last life or whatever. I have students send out a mass email. Hey, this is what we're doing. It's going to be an all-day event. We're going to have faculty lined up or open to the – even open it up to the general public. Uh, and so uh, ooh, maybe general public gets charged slightly more. You could do because you know how like <laughs> – With your student ID. Yeah, yeah. You could do like for what they do with the movies where it's like $3 if you don't have your ID, $1 with your student ID or whatever. Uh, but more money for that. You could probably make some serious dough in a heartbeat. would probably cover the uh, – profit or for how much it costs for the car and then like all that that'd be a little bit of decent money that would kind of help chip might not be the 10 million yeah i mean you wouldn't be swimming in it but it's still a nice little idea so i was thinking about that okay and then i have another thing so you can maybe do a dunk tank with like with like uh watson or maybe or go online find the lowest rated professors on rate my professor <laughs> pay them some money to get into the dunk tank Can you imagine? oh okay because and then like uh and then like you charge students five dollars for three throws or whatever and like obviously no one's gonna drown in a dunk tank uh and just all you do is just get wet and then you could dry off and then boom you make some money from that like how many bad professors have you had kale a couple would you like to throw would you like to see them get dunked in a dunk tank yeah. Would you pay pretty, money for it? It would be pretty satisfying. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 
You remember that one time you gave me a really bad grade on that essay? Well, here comes a fastball for you. So you can do that. And then I was also kind of thinking, too, you can have, like, a pie-throwing contest at, like, some people. So what I was thinking is you could have one maybe for Watson. That guy hasn't made me mad, but the only thing I don't like about so they come out with, like, this budget idea that apparently layoffs are going to happen. I hate the whole idea of just laying people off. Honestly, I think just cut salary instead. I'd like to see, especially the people up at the top that are probably making the most money, cut salary as well too. Instead of just like the chan, instead of just like professors and stuff. I don't want to see professors get laid off because it's like we already kind of have a shortage of professors, and I feel like that would be like a quick thinking idea that if you don't think through enough, is going to have more problems. So like, I hope Watson doesn't go through with that. So like, anyway, back to my pie throwing idea because we used to do this and uh we, we did, did this thing. in sixth grade or whatever you got to throw a pie at a teacher or whatever I forget it was like raising money or something like that but um you can uh five dollars or something for uh pie maybe to be thrown at the chancellor right now but then you have copper come back <laughs> you pay twenty dollars for a student to throw oh a pie at God. copper's face <laughs> And so that can make some money. But then also, too, and I'm probably going to kind of get into some tricky grounds here, so I don't know how we're going to. You pay, and I was running this by uh, one of my former, one of my coworkers who went to Whitewater as well, too, and she has some strong feelings about uh, Copper's husband. You bring back Hill, and it's like $50 or something like that to throw a pie in his face or something like that. Because the coworker had said, uh, and by the way, I'd like to point out, if for some reason that's, ends up blowing up in my face where like people get offended or something at the idea of me throwing pie this is a hundred percent my ideas please do not throw ko like punish ko at all for it <laughs> ko is innocent from this this is just my dumbass ideas but anyway you pay fifty dollars to throw a pie in a copper's husband's face and uh she was saying that yeah i would know people that would drive across state lines to throw a pie in his face and maybe even too, if you want to get a little creep, <laughs> you want to know. I'm just gonna tell you it off pod because that's probably gonna be that's probably walking really across some fine lines. Cal, I just have to say, I don't know how you're not on any committee. How, to make how am I not in charge of the budget committee? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, fifty dollars from throwing a pie, and that's not gonna hurt anyone. I mean, like just, I mean, maybe it stings if you have your eyes wide open. I would don't think they'd be. Sm- Dumb That's enough. On you. Yeah, exactly. And so, and then one other thing I was thinking of, maybe too, you have like a dollar hot dog days or something like that, and like then you could just tell students like, hey, you know, like uh, some of our cafes or something, or some of our areas have like dollar menus or something like that, or the I don't know. And then like you, because I mean, shit, you know how hard it is for college students. Like college students live on a budget, and so we love it when we see things that are dollar free, and so. But, yeah, uh, you got anything that they could do? Because, I mean, you are also a college student. You know how to live life on a budget. You know how to live cheap. You got anything else that they could do? Uh, save I mean, Howard, if, you, if, you take, if you take my life for it, I mean, you have a single bagel for breakfast. You have ramen for lunch and uh, mac and cheese for dinner, and there you go. That's all that you got to do. That's, that should be our new uh, dining hall. Yes. Yeah, bagels, think, ramen, and mac and cheese. I think I can eat on a less than five dollars a day oh yeah for sure yeah it's a it's a skill that you learn while you're here and uh yeah i i I just i I mean just on the budget thing it's it's it sucks 
it, it you know it's a circumstance with all the with the freezing and the the population is going down and like the, the enrollment is going down and apparently the height the number of high school people is also going yeah, down. Yeah, so we learned in our uh, class as well too that like just people are having less kids or whatever. So uh, you're having less kids in high school just as is. So it's like the college uh, high schoolers going to college gap is shrinking. Uh, so like that pool to get kids from is shrinking and so like everything's just kind of shrinking because when you have less kids you have less options to choose from or whatever and then one thing uh our professor was actually saying i like this idea try to do whatever you can to like keep kids from like dropping out or getting academically suspended because then it's like then they're not getting any value for their money and then like you're not getting a full four years from those kids and you're someone that has been gone before but then has come back you think they could do anything maybe about that that they could like uh change up maybe uh give the kids like more chances at like redeeming themselves academically so that way they don't have to drop out or maybe if someone's like dropped out maybe you try giving them some help or something like that you think that maybe would help yes but then i think that's a slippery slope True. I mean, people could then not try and then get the help, and I, I don't know. It's <laughs> I know we're doing this for laughs, but I'm, like, genuinely, like, it's a hard problem that I definitely, you know, I, I don't think yeah, I can like, like I understand, I'm glad I, I'm not that. Yeah, I understand it's tough. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I just... I just don't want, and, like, I know I make light of this situation, but in all seriousness, like, I do want to see this campus thrive. Like, I'm going to be an alumni from it pretty soon. And, no, I am not going to donate any money once I get out of here because I've donated enough money uh, to the campus. But it's, like, I want to see, you know, I understand it employs a lot of people, and just I think layoffs are just kind of dumb, and I would hate to see people that would have to suffer because of poor strategic planning from people that make the most money that like their job is so like shit like this doesn't happen i understand it's hard to predict when you have collapses and booms but it's just like you got to just be smart with the money and so like the convention center i genuinely don't understand why it's needed i the dorm i don't understand i don't know when that was in the works but I think it would have been pretty easy past two years. Like, hey, enrollment's declining. Maybe we should just hold off on building that That's the dorm. Thing. This is like it didn't get start getting built until last year. Yeah, and we and we are already what by last year on the third year of declining enrollment. Yeah. Why the hell? And we already had a par- parking issue too. And that's the thing. We already had a shortage of parking spot spots. So why would you then take away parking spots to build a new dorm for an, an, an enrollment? drop like that just it none of it makes sense really yeah i just hope they figure it out someday and i just honestly hope that no one gets laid off because uh it's not cool uh when people get laid off from their job so it's just like a whole uh unstable thing i hate to end the podcast on kind of a sad note but hopefully whitewater figures out their shit but yeah no that's uh 
probably going to do it here. So a longer episode than normal. Normally they go about 30 minutes. But that's why I like having co-hosts come on. Because uh, we literally spent 20 minutes of it talking and bitching about how WWE messes up really bad camera angles. It's not or that camera hard spots. to stand the action. Yeah, no, it's not that hard. Uh, me losing some water bottles. Uh, <laughs> they P-style textbook uh, making me go on a damn goose hunt trying to find the answers. And... Uh, uh, Whitewater, uh, figuring out the whole Whitewater crisis. Honestly, I feel like if they do, like, those ideas or whatever, they'd make a couple hundred thousand off it, for sure. And, like, you know what, that's that's better than having no money. Would you guys like to have no money at all? No, I'm coming up with creative ideas for y'all. So, hopefully hopefully they'll listen. But, yeah. Nah, that's gonna do it, though. Thank y'all for listening. I'm available on all podcasts, as I said. So, uh, normally I don't do this, but I think I'm gonna do it, uh, if y'all can give me, if wherever you're listening, if you're listening on Apple, leave me a nice little review, five-star review, like my boy Dalton Sorgel did one time, so thank you, Dalton. And uh, just, yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. I try, you know, getting word of mouth about it as, as much as I can. I think I'm going to actually make a Twitter account for it. So, yes. Like you do with the uh, first round KO. I always keep kind of putting it on the back burner, but it's just so dumb because it's like, I don't know, I don't want to just constantly upload them to Facebook because then it's like I feel like my personal Facebook profile is going to get drawn out by people even though it does garner more clicks but it's kind of like I you know I remind people hey this is where you get the this is where you can find the podcast at or it's available on all these platforms hey I have episodes out like take a listen then people just forget and it's like damn it just listen I'm putting out good stuff people but that's just me though but i'll put out that twitter so at least i'll get and then i'll just every episode i'll upload but it's just just if i it's just funny i put have the facebook thing like hey y'all want to go like this if you want to get updates from it and then no one goes and likes it i'm like no but i've bitched <laughs> i've bitched about before with you so it's it's still kind of funny that it's at zero likes still so <laughs> uh whatever that's fine but you got anything else kale no check out first round kale for your sports fan yeah uh, apple itunes uh, well, yeah, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. Highly, highly recommend. Six out of five, I'd give it. Six out of five. So he's doing a big old Super Bowl uh, prediction thing, so that's not going to be out for a couple more days probably. Uh, it's going to be out Thursday night. I'm going to stay up and night at it Thursday night. All right. Friday morning. So he's going to have a whole bunch of people on there. Uh, giving out interviews and stuff. I flew down to Miami to cover Super for, the, for my Super Bowl coverage. I actually didn't because I'm a broke-ass college student. But, uh, yeah, so definitely go check out First Round KO, three-count review as well, too. Uh, and anyone else that's in the First Round KO family, uh, Discussing It First is a podcast that I should honestly listen to. Discuss It First, uh, Overstyle, a music podcast, Sports and More, three-count review if I ever get that going again. Um First round KO. First round KO. And then what makes me mad. So yep. that's the entire family. If you support one of them, you're supporting all of us. Uh, so, because we all got sponsorships on them, because, you know, we want to try making as much money as possible. So, this has been What Makes Me Mad. I appreciate y'all listening. I know it's more than uh, what I normally put out. So, appreciate y'all, and uh, I'll see you guys next time. Thank you. <laughs>